0: Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Aesthetic Soundwaves AS is in association with Ruckus Avenue Radio. Go check them out, www.ruckusavenueradio.com. Ruckus, spelled R-U-K-U-S. And, like always, proudly supported by Dilla's Delights, the one and only in downtown Detroit. Go look them up and check them out. Now, back to our regularly scheduled Let me approach this from another direction, then. You're familiar, of course, with Genesis and the Tower of Babel, and mm-hmm. Rab basically saying, I can't let these guys get away with trying to become God, and he smites them down, destroys the tower, and totally, you know, screws up their common language. What if mm-hmm. that's all a metaphor for a phase of the physics where people are in sync And then they go out of sync and they basically can't cooperate because they're at each other's throats, and they wind up killing each other. And now it's been exacerbated because someone, as I said earlier, has figured out how to technologically manipulate this. So they're definitely trying to keep us screwed up so we won't go beyond where we are now. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. That was uh comparsa universitaria, which translates into English University Combo de Laguna, so basically the University Combo of Laguna. And that uh that, as we all know, was well, I should say mariachi surf music version of the Peter Gunn theme, which I love. Uh, that actually comes off the album Magic Trumpet. That was recorded in 1965. Really, actually, great record. It was um. Uh, it was uh, just a group of young cats from Mexico City and uh, college students, and they all got together and took some themes or did their own songs, but they just uh, put a. Uh, a Spanish twist on surf music and a lot of other themes. Pretty crazy record. I get a kick out of it. It's, uh, it's nice, but you can't argue with the Peter Gunn theme. That, uh, that'll that get anyone going. Anybody. <laughs> uh, by the way, this is a, is Aesthetic Soundwave's show AS. Number 66, by the way. Um, and I am your host, Glass. Like always, thank you folks for all the tune-ins. Everyone, everywhere, much appreciated. Today, I'm... Well, I always jump all over the place. But it's a packed show. But there's a lot of info packed onto this show. More than anything else. I got the music, like always. I got the jams, but I got the info too. So basically today i'm we're jumping into the world of quantum physics or quantum mechanics yes that's right i am going that way i i've said it on the show before but for those who know me they know that i love a lot of science and they know that i love quantum physics quantum mechanics however one may say it so That's where I'm going today, but with an NAS style, with a lot of twists and turns all over the place. That being said, I have a lot of shout-outs I have to do today, but due to the content, I have to minimize some things, so I'm breaking them down in formats. Towards the end of the show, I'm going to be giving some personal, personal shout-outs to certain individuals and things that... I've needed to before, but I was hesitant to. Just hesitant to. Get into that later. Um trying to catch my breath here. Getting excited, right? <laughs> um That being said, I'm gonna give the simple shout outs today. Now, I know it's been a month, right? Since I've done a show. We all know how life goes. You uh you know we all get busy work, whatnot, not, right? Things of, you know how it is. We all know. We're all in the same boat. No one's different. Different, I think, degrees of what we may go through, but same thing, right? That being said, I'm just going to give the geographical shout-outs today and some followers. So let's get into this so I can have more room to talk and other materials. Okay. Russia, like always, thank you. Brazil, Man, I am so excited. Thank you so much. Albania, India, UK, Japan, Oregon, California, New York, Utah, and like always, State of Michigan. Mad support, mad love. I can't say enough. Thank you. And especially the city of the, <laughs> the city of Detroit. Thank you. Um and, of course, World and Universe for listening in. Following-wise, uh, this is a show, actually. But uh, I just recently knew of it when I was doing some searches on other podcasts. Like, I should be listening to supporting others. And uh, Abstract Japan, thank you. Much appreciated. I, uh, I totally dig your show from the uh, episodes I have heard. Um, folks if you want a show like mine that just kind of plays well that's on a, its own level that's like mine but it's on its own level its own uniqueness tune into abstract japan you can find it on my Podbean. uh i i'm following them they're following me thank you uh Matt appreciating shout out to J- japan man i get followings from over there that's Respect, respect. And also, and I hope I'm saying this right, but Gladys M. Hurley. Thank you for the uh, following. And uh, yeah, thank you. Much appreciated. And shout out to the city of Toronto, man. I, uh, man, love that city, but respect too, man. So definitely mad, mad respect to each and every one of those things I just said. So to conserve on time here today, I'm going to get into the next song. Uh, Okay, so Operation Ivy, I'm playing next. The song Unity, that's the title. I just said a word, though, for people who knew and are probably old punkers. They automatically know where I'm going with this. But when you say Op Ivy, I mean, I, I used to live by these guys. Or at least just listen to a lot, I should say. And I still do. But um, good group, good group. But the song, I've, this has always been one of my favorites of theirs. Which is many, but one of them that you would hear that I would play a lot. But um, this is a great song to sum up the whole season, I think. Uh, of where I've been going, what I've been trying to do. Whatever, you know? I think we all kind of get where that's going so anyway i just want to get into this op ivy son or operation ivy for those who as i said who have never heard of these guys this was a punk ska group back in the day legends legends of the time and of course as we know uh, a member or two eventually ended up going over to rancid and of course most people know rancid so that being said, let's get into this op Ivy unity. Why not, right? Unity. I'll be back in a minute. There's a wall coming down between my and mine. I don't want no a Enough said, enough said, enough said. I, I can't add any more to that. Great, great wording. <laughs> great song. So, um, in the beginning, I told you guys that I was going to be uh, going into the world of quantum physics. Now, um, before, well, no, actually, I'm going to give you the. I'm already going to tell you my brief message and you'll get it more as soon as I'm going through a lot of this reading. So, But basically, in essence, instead of saying quantum physics so much like I have to, I'm just going to use the acronyms QP. But music is QP and you'll see where I'm going from this point. Um, I do need to give a shout out. Or not a shout, out, excuse me. A reference citation. What I am taking today is going to be all this reading I'm about to do in a minute. All this oration. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not Garrison Keeler, folks. You know your uh, your host has a uh, a uh, stuttering problem, if you will. So. I do the best that I can, <laughs> uh, but um, respects to Garrison Keillor. No, no diss, by the way. But uh, wish I could orate like him. So give me just bear with me. <laughs> anyway, um, the reading I'm going to be do- doing is coming out of a book called Quantum Reality: Beyond the New Physics by Nick Herbert. It was published by Anchor Press Doubleday in Garden City, New York, 1985. All the info I'm putting out here comes from Chapter 5, The Sound of Music, the chapter that inspired me and filled in the blanks pretty much to where I want to go with this episode. So, without further ado, I'm taking a look at my notes because I got a lot of them here. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. Uh, let's get into this. Wave motion, the sound of music. Using ordinary waves in unusual ways is the secret of quantum theory. All waves, actually. Before I go any further, um, I have this part underlined, so I'm probably getting meaning. It's there's a point, and uh, I'll read it again. So, all waves, no matter how exotic are built on a common plan and take their orders from the same rule book. (laughs) Wow, okay, so in essence, everything goes back to basics. No matter how simple or complex, there's always a basic guideline. Pretty crazy. So, since a wave vibrates both in time and space, to follow it, you must keep track of two kinds of motion. One way to do this is to make two separate pictures. One in which we stand still in space watching the wave change in time, the other in which time stands still, and we look at how the wave changes in space. We freeze to get a wave's spatial picture. We freeze space to get its temporal picture. A wave's fundamental scale is its amplitude, which measures measures (laughs) the deviation of its physical variable from the rest state. Another important wave measure is intensity, which is proportional to amplitude squared. That's going to be being a lot into this. So just remember, amplitude squared the whole time is always constant. For all measure or excuse me, for all waves except quantum waves, intensity measures the amount of energy a wave carries at every point. Quantum waves carry no energy at all. For this reason, they are sometimes called empty waves. A quantum wave's intensity, amplitude squared, is a measure of probability. Now, this next highlighted part I have starred. So, I mean, it's very important, obviously, right? Or some sort of point. But a wave takes any form it pleases. Some waveforms are one of a kind, others are oscillatory. A parade of identical shapes like a modern production line. Isn't that interesting? Once again, a wave takes any form it pleases. Some waveforms are one of a kind. Others are oscillatory. A parade of identical shapes like a modern production line. I'm going to let some of these thoughts marinate with you guys. Um, well... I'm reading, and then everything's boiling down at some point. (laughs) Phase is another important measure of an oscillatory wave. Each point on the wave possesses a definite phase, which tells how far that point has progressed through the wave's basic cycle. Wherever waves of the same frequency, spatial or temporal, come together with identical phases, they are said to be in-phase waves, who differ by half a cycle, are out of phase. Now, this comes from a section in the um, chapter called Superposition Principle. The meeting of two waves to make a new wave may look complex, but what actually goes on is remar- remarkably simple. simple. The new wave's amplitude at every point is just the sum of the amplitudes of each separate wave. When waves meet, their amplitudes add. The fact that waves everywhere form such uncomplicated unions is called the superposition principle. This principle works not just for oscillatory waves, but for all waveforms whatsoever. We're getting more interesting as we go here, folks. (laughs) Okay, next part comes from... Well, I'm just going to read it. Okay. But it's from the, uh, as I said, I'm skipping around a lot. But uh, from part of the section called Wave Energy. Although a quantum wave possesses no energy, its intensity, amplitude squared, does not lack a physical interpretation. For any quantum wave, amplitude squared means probability. All that we learn here about the energy carried by an ordinary wave is directly applicable to the probability Carried by a quantum wave, a common feature of energy and probability is that both are conserved. Left to itself, the total energy contained in an ordinary wave never changes. Likewise, the total probability contained in an isolated quantum wave is constant. <clears throat> Glass thought here for a second, folks. So. I'm about to read something we know of and we've heard many times before, but this is pretty crazy and I think it's a general statement, not just for things such as sine waves or scientifically. This is a general assumption in my book for life, right? Um, let me read it to and I'll expound. So, the law of conservation of energy is a familiar concept. Energy can either neither be created nor destroyed. Only energy transformation is possible. Now, I have another sentence to read, but I want to... That's crazy, right? Because the energy that anything puts off always remains whether it can be negative positive positive whatever but in the end it's it's just the energy transformed itself and i just think that's interesting concept that i think goes throughout life in general whatever it might be a little forethought but it goes along with a lot more so anyway a little glass intervention there back to paragraph Probability conservation is less familiar. It means, in the area experiment, that if one electron goes through the hole, only one electron will hit the screen. Fourier's Theorem In 1798, Joseph Fourier, a talented French mathematician, accompanied Napoleon on his Egyptian adventure. He served for two years as governor of southern Egypt, and in 1801, returned to France with a copy of the Rosetta Stone. Examining the stone in Fourier's study, 12-year-old Jean, uh, Jean, uh, Jean-Francois Champollion was fascinated by its mysterious picture, writing and vowed someday to translate it. Twenty years later, Champollion achieved his goal and became the first person in 3,000 years to read Egyptian hieroglyphs. Shemelio deciphered an ancient language which opened up old Egypt to modern scholarship. Fourier, the man who showed the stone to Shemelio, was also the discoverer of a new language, whose elements are not hieroglyphs but waveforms. Fourier's theorem, the key to the new wave language, is the foundation of stone of all wave-based sciences, including communications theory, modern optics, sound reproduction, oceanography, and quantum theory. Fourier's theorem states that any wave can be written as a unique sum of sine waves. Keep that in mind, folks. I have that starred, but I'm going I'm to read it again. Fourier's theorem states that any wave, any wave, right? can be written as a unique sum of sine waves. The sine wave is kind of an undulatory archetype. Its curvy profile is what most people have in mind when they visualize a wave. Vibrating strains and ripples in a pond are shaped each moment like sine waves. To see a sine wave standing still look sideways at a stretched spring or any other helix. Physicists like these waveforms because when they put a sine wave into any linear linear system, a similar sine wave always comes out. Linear systems change a sine wave's amplitude and phase, but never change its sinusoidal shape. Mathematicians like sine waves because no matter how many times they differentiate them, the result is always more sine waves. After listing the special ap- attributes of this popular waveform, e a Uh, ...Gillamine celebrated the sine wave in words, unusually colorful for an electrical engineer. He said, the sine wave is singled out as one that shall forever be king and ruler. I know. That was a lot. So, to bring this back to Earth, in short, here is my voice. Right now, it is one, singular. Here is my voice as it changes from different patterns amplitudes, phases, superpositions, and so on. Uh, definitely. I definitely, this is, is the same voice. Same me. Just other ways it can be taken and manipulated. Think of it as a, a big spout being drained in, in, a, in a strainer. All the fluid going into the strainer was one big stream. As soon as it hits the strainer, more little streams are made and go from there same stream just different variations of it that being said ladies and gentlemen I have to tell you a quick backdrop story to what was happening so as I'm reading this chapter and these same sections I'm listening to a classical piece uh, one of my favorites actually throughout my whole life Um, it's actually the next piece I'm or next well, yeah, max piece of music that I'm playing, I'll get to that in a minute. But in essence, what I was doing is, as I'm reading this, I'm listening to this classical piece. And each paragraph is matching what I'm reading, literally, is happening in the piece in itself. So it was really crazy because the you know how when you get those ideas and you're like, Whoa, hold on, right? Um, that's what happened. And so I knew at that moment I had to include this my favorite, to be honest, one of my favorite classical pieces of all time. And so our next song, ladies and gentlemen, after everything I read, listen, one for the beauty of the piece, beautiful piece. Two for, if you can, listen to exactly where I, uh, kind of the highlights I was going off on. So, um, yeah, the next, let's get to this. I'm going to be playing Joseph Haydn. The title of this piece is The Seven Last Words of Our Savior on the Cross, Sonatas uh, 5 through 7. It's actually the finale. I'm only, I, I cut five minutes of it just due to its length. It, if I would have played it in its entirety, it would have been almost near 30 minutes. So, but to prove how crazy it is about, um man, just crazy stuff, crazy stuff. But uh, the interesting backdrop on this piece. And I actually didn't get this. Did I get this off Classical FM? Either way. If you guys look this piece up. This piece has actually changed uh, names. Over for periods of time. I think his, if I'm correct. From where I read it. Wherever that might have been. I, I'm going to just say it now. I believe it was www.classical.com fm.com. I've mentioned them on the show. Good site to look at for a lot of cool classical info for on whatever, whatever. You want to look it up. Really good stuff. But his, uh, his family, if I'm correct, as I said, has changed the name a few times. It's gone through a few different name changes. So it might come up as one or the other. Either way, I'm sure you can look it up. But the beauty of this piece, it is... It's an amazing piece. I've, if I had my top five classical pieces that I listened to, this would be in the top three. And I'm not messing around. Like This is just beautiful. And as most people know, Joseph Haydn was a huge writer and a huge advocate for the church. At the time, so a lot of his pieces were very religiously oriented. But this piece, in particular, stands out, and I believe, in my personal opinion, it defines itself. It's one of a kind, very one of a kind. So, that being said, let's get into some hiding here, and uh, let's have some fun, shall we? I will speak with you in a minute. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, just like an old school cassette when you flip from A to B side, please, when you hear the static, go to part two of Spherical Signs, and uh, I will be at the door waiting for the doorbell to answer it. So I will see you guys over there in a second.